Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. The defending Super Bowl champions are getting healthier by the day, and today they get back their number one receiver. He's healthy. His name is Alshon Jeffrey, cleared for contact and practicing today. Hey, everybody, I'm James Swanson, and this is Pad the Stats, the podcast where we cover everything fantasy football. And joining me on the show today, Corey Hoshout, a.k.a. Haas, as we know him by, has come on the the podcast uh, every, you know, three or four weeks, and we're going to keep him involved throughout the year, like I said before. And, of course, uh, my guy who's been on pretty much weekly is Pat Cotter. Hey, guys, how you doing tonight? Good. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. How did uh, our fantasy leagues do this week, guys? Yeah, you know, it's uh 0 3 in three leagues. Not a not a great uh not a great week 3. Lost Jimmy G. So oh, That's back to the drawing board on that one. Yeah, luckily quarterbacks are a dime a dozen. You can pick up a lot of guys. Probably will go over some of those guys today. I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh one of most of my leagues this week, especially uh our uh, league record, you know, uh, Jake's league, uh, dominated in that league. We're looking to pick up another win against one of the uh, top teams in our league next week. So, Yeah, I had a rough week, two and so. five, uh, salvaged a couple wins at the end. Corey Haas, I wanted to ask you, I just called you Corey Haas. That's what I'm going to call you <laughs> from now on. Corey Haas, um, what is your strategy for quarterback without Jimmy G? Are you going to target Andy Dalton, or like, do you have some options, or what are you looking at? Well, to be honest, it's a 10-man league, so, I mean, it's pretty open. But okay. everybody in this league has two quarterbacks. It's not a two-quarterback league, but everybody has two quarterbacks. So what I did is I got a, I set up my, my alarm real early this morning, didn't want to waiver this guy, waited till about 5 a.m. until waivers cleared, and uh, picked up my man Baker Mayfield. All right. Oh, man. Not sure, not sure what I'm – I don't think he's the play. Um, At Oakland, not week. a terrible matchup. Andy that, Dalton is out there, and he. I, I want to pick up a. It's so hard in a ten man league actually dropping somebody. Because they're all they're all like, yeah. yeah. It's like it man, hurts, I don't, 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 don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to cut bait with this guy, but <laughs> I'm I'm thinking I'm going to pick up a second quarterback, and Andy Dalton will be my guy, unless I just roll with Baker on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're in, I'm a, me and me and Swan are in a fourteen team league, and every time I like go to cut a guy and make a ten man team, the ten league ten man t- uh, league, I'm like, can I just like. Put him on my other roster or get another bench to put him on because I just hate cutting this guy. But, you know, it's just got to kind of play each league how it is. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it's obviously different uh, when you're playing in a 10-man, like you said, little, you know, more options. I guess Baker at Oakland isn't a bad matchup. They've given up some points so far. Andy Dalton's schedule coming up is very nice. We'll talk about that some. But, guys, what can we expect from Alshon Jeffrey? What are the What are the expectations, Haas? Um, I guess, what are your expectations for Alshon Jeffrey the rest of the season? Uh, I'm not an owner, but I, I, I wish I was. Um, they really need a downfield threat. I mean, I own Nelson Aguilar. I'm a big Aguilar fan, but uh, the yards per catch, really not there. Um, and it was Carson's first game back last week, but uh, I, I just don't see him as a red zone threat with Ertz and, and Alshon being back in the fold. But uh, I really like the upside. It's a 
Wentz. Uh, uh, when Carson Wentz is your quarterback, you know, give me the number one on that team. Um, mm-hmm. Alshon had a break, not a, really a breakout, but I mean, he really came around last year. And uh, I think that offense is uh, it's something I want to be a part of. Do we like Alshon as a pretty solid number two rest of season, like a wide receiver two? Yeah, I think he can be, be a wide receiver too. Last year he didn't. He he has a lot of upside to have you big games where he gets a bunch of touchdowns, but he just didn't get the targets that you need for a true number one receiver. So, but I think he can be a mid mid round, like a mid range number two. Alshon or Allen Robinson rest of season. I think I'd go Allen Robinson pretty easily there. What about Jarvis Landry? I easily Jarvis Landry. Same for you, Haas. Yeah, I'd take Jarvis for sure. Uh, he's just been soaking up so many targets. He gets a quiet 100 yards, you know, and I think the offense is going to be a little bit different here going forward, but uh, I, I'll take Jarvis. Robinson over uh, Alshon as well? I'd, I'd probably go Alshon. Uh, I think Robinson you're going to see kind of like what you've seen the first uh, two of the first three weeks here. You see him get heavily targeted, and then you see Mitchell Trubisky can't complete a pass, and that offense doesn't go anywhere, and – I'm yeah. taking Jeffrey. Okay, so for Haas, I just like the offense better. Yeah, so for Haas, uh, Jarvis, Jeffrey, and then Robinson for Pat, uh, or uh, sorry, Jarvis, um, and then Robinson and Jeffrey. Um, yep. Okay, cool. All right, uh, yeah, let's look at some of the numbers. I was interested to see kind of how you know Alshon did last year in his first season coming over from Chicago: fifty-seven catches, seven hundred eighty-nine yards, nine touchdowns on 120 targets, just a 48% catch rate. And if you look at Alshon's career and his catch rate over the course of his career, he's played six seasons. He had a 55% catch rate in 2016 and 12 games, 57% in 2015 and nine games. He's never had above a 60% catch rate. Um, A little bit bothersome, you know, especially now on kind of a a shorter season. I guess we kind of got to look at it from this point on and just kind of evaluate it as, as such. You know, he's going to play in 13 games. Um, How do you guys feel about him this week? Are you confident throwing him out there this week, or are you worried? I mean, I heard that he might be on a maybe a pitch count a little bit. Do you want to wait a week before you start Alshon, or are you just going to kind of throw him out in the coals? I mean, I think I'd wait a little bit just to start him. Yeah, I mean, if you have to start him, if you've got a, you know, you're in a pinch, I don't think it'd be a bad play, but. I'd like to see him out there and playing a full, a full, uh, a full workload beforehand. But he's been out for so long that I think that you know they'll they'll, they'll give him a, a full amount. Of work. Oh, we got dogs <laughs> going. We got the dogs going. Crazy. The dogs going crazy. Uh, Mister's Mr. going dog crazy. Pound, baby. Getting excited. Dog getting excited for the podcast. Yeah. Speaking he of the dog it. pound, Haas, you were at the dog pound for Baker Mayfield's first win. We just talked about that. How was it? It was fantastic. Why do you think I'm picking up Baker? You know, <laughs> he's a plug and play guy. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was exhilarating, you know, uh, going into the game, didn't expect Baker to play, you know, but the first half was terrible and, you know, I never wish the only, for injuries, but. Is that the only Browns, <laughs> Browns game you've been at, been to where they've won? No, no, they, I was at their first win when, uh, in 2000, the year Josh Gordon went for, was it 1700 yards 1600 mm. something like that 2013 i think uh, yeah. 2013 13 yeah and that was against uh the Bengals. i watched them get their first win every other game i've been to they've they've lost so <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have one question for you baker mayfield great quarterback or the greatest quarterback that's not even a question pat <laughs> he's, he's the greatest quarterback he's the goat <laughs> 
<laughs> Tim and Tom Brady. It's pretty easy. It's, pretty it's, easy over. it's over. It's yeah, over already. They're in one class. That's tier one. <laughs> <laughs> I and love it. I love the confidence. And you know what? Yeah, that was cool. That was just cool watching that game, even as you know a Steelers fan. But I could appreciate it. Baker went out there, and you could see just the huddle was different. Like he was pumping up guys in the huddle after plays, and uh, pretty cool stuff. Hopefully, he can, um, you know, kind of keep that momentum going. And we talked about that, Pat and I, the other night. Um, you know, hopefully, he can continue to get these playmakers of balls. Especially, I'm hoping David Njoku they can get him going a little bit more too. Let's stay on Alshon Jeffrey though real quick, guys. I have a list of receivers here, Haas. Tell me, would you take Alshon Jeffrey over any of these guys or which guys would you take him over? Julian Edelman, Doug Baldwin, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Sammy Watkins, John Brown, Kenny Stills. Edelman, Baldwin, Galladay, Fuller, Watkins, Brown, Stills. I think I'd take Jeffrey over uh, Doug Baldwin, Sammy, John Brown, and Kenny Stills is tough. Um, I know that the Dolphins are three and zero, and he's had some some big games. I think them two are really close. I'd probably take Jeffrey over Stills. Uh, at this point in time, I, I'd take Jeffrey over Stills. It's close though, but I, I like Galladay, Edelman, and Will Fuller just a little bit better. Okay, all right. Um, that's interesting. I guess with the Doug Baldwin knee thing, that probably plays into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I own him, and I, I it was a risk when I took him. I knew he wasn't going to be 100. percent That news came before the draft, and sure enough, he uh, would he tweak his MCL or in the other knee. I in think in the other knee, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's uh, he's got two bad knees. Yeah, yeah. I think I, mean, I think this he's he's had time to heal this other knee. So he I feel like when he comes back, he should be you know pretty well rested. And I'm, I think I'd still rather have Doug Baldwin than. Than How about on that list, Pat? Edelman, I think I would, Baldwin, I would take over the guys I'd take over Jeffrey would be Edelman, Baldwin, and Galladay. And Watkins would be right there with him. Okay. And then Fuller Brown stills behind him. I, I like all those guys, but no, I still think I'd rather have Jeffrey. All right. Let's look at some buy low candidates. And um, this is based off the Twitter polls that I posted today. A group of running backs. Which of these running backs would you prefer to buy low on? Um, if you could pick one of them, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Alex Collins, Pat, I'll start with you. Uh, I So I, right here I went with uh, Kenyon Drake. I The way I kind of looked at it was I'm gonna if I'm going to be buying low on somebody, I'm going to go for somebody with a lot of upside. So Kenyon Drake would be that guy. I think that if they can start just giving him the ball and finding him finding him in space, getting him some pass plays out, out in the flats, you know, giving some screens, he can really do a lot of work. He's a really talented back, and if they just give him the chance, he can do go craziest. Do they actually, you know, do they game plan around him, or they just continue doing what they've been doing and not really giving him the opportunity? I think Alex Collins, if you're looking for somebody to kind of just be safe, is going to be pretty safe and get you your numbers. But um, I would go to Kenyon Drake. You're not worried about what we've seen or the lack of what we've seen from Kenyon Drake so far? I mean, I am definitely worried, but if you're asking me which guy, which guy I'm going to be buying low on, it'd be Kenyon Drake. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm worried about all these guys. Alex Collins, I think I'd be worried about the least, but if I'm going to buy low on somebody, I'm going to shoot for upside and go with Kenyon Drake. Haas, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm right with you, Pat. Um, I think Kenyon Drake's got the highest upside if he can just get his touches, like you said. I think Derrick Henry is somebody I 
don't want any part of. I didn't want any part of him before the draft. Um, and and Collins, can Baltimore stay in games and stay committed to the running game? I don't know. Uh, I think Collins, he's going to get you. I think he is safe. You know, he's going to get you a touchdown here and there. But uh, boy, have they been using Buck Allen out of the backfield a ton, which is very concerning. It's stupid. If Kenyon, yeah, it, it is really. Yeah. But if they can just get Drake, you know, a couple balls out of the backfield, and, and they're three and zero. I mean, so I don't know what you're going to make of that for the rest of the year. I mean, maybe they'll be in some games. What? Who knows? Um, but yeah, so I, it, just got to get him his touches. Here's Raven's schedule coming up. Talking about Alex Collins at the Steelers, then at the Browns, then at the Titans. Uh, or I'm sorry. Yes, they have three road games in a row. Um, and then they get the Saints at home, then the Panthers, uh, and then the Steelers again. Um, an interesting stat that I had pulled up, and I'll try to find it here um, quickly if I can find it. I had it written down somewhere. Well, Let me I look. Was, at, I was just about, go ahead, Pat. I was just about to go ahead and say that Kenny and Drake, he, if he's going to do it, it's going to be this week. He play, they play the Patriots, and I imagine that Patriots, again, I'm going to go with Tom Brady and say he's going to get it going. Unlike he did last week, I called him as my start of the week. <laughs> he didn't really reward me very well. But I think Patriots will be able to get it going again this week, and they're going to need Kenny and Drake to uh, stay in that game. And they just the Patriots just got gassed last week by uh, on Johnson. If you watch that game, you could drive a Mack truck through some of them holes. So I think that Kenny, if, we, if Kenny and Drake's going to get it going, it's this week. And if he doesn't get it going this week, that's when I'm really going to be alarmed his future value yeah uh so here's the results of this so far uh Kenyon drake looks like everybody the public agrees with you guys 50 percent of the votes alex collins second 33 percent and then derrick henry 17 percent so i would agree with you guys too i own derrick henry in a couple leagues and i feel pretty awful about it at this point and i don't want to move him off my bench at all like he's just gonna kind of stay put for now um, and they have a tough matchup again this week against the Eagles at home, so it doesn't get much easier in Week Four for um, uh, for the Titans' backfield, at least for Derrick Henry. Uh, the tweet that I had sent out earlier: Alex Collins, get this, Alex Collins in two games last year versus the Steelers, twenty nine touches, two hundred and forty eight total yards, and a touchdown. Uh, when he touched the ball, every touch he got, whether it was a reception or a rush, eight and a half yards per touch versus Steelers last year killed him absolutely killed him and I thought it was just that second game in week 14 uh Pat I don't know if you remember that game where he went for like 120 yards it was running over everybody that was after the Shazier injury well in the first game when they played in week four uh he had nine carries for 82 yards um so he had breakout game nine carries nine yards per carry in that game as well so he had some good games against the Steelers last year with and without Shazier um I actually am starting him in a couple leagues this week. I think yeah, it's he, I think he could he's be a, a sneaky play. I think he start. could be a sneaky play. Um, okay, let's talk wide receiver by lows. Which one of these wide receivers, same question here, would you prefer to buy low on? The three options, Haas, Corey Davis, Doug Baldwin, Demarius Thomas. I'll let you go first. That's a really tough one. Um, if all sides were equal and uh i'm not a huge Mariota fan but if he was playing healthy i'd, I'd want to pick Corey davis i like what i've seen with his playmaking and, and and really no other options over there um but the fact that Mariota can't make every throw i don't know if if it's his thumb or whatever it is but 
That's very concerning. Doug Baldwin, extreme. I, I know Pat thinks if he gets some rest, you know he's going to come back and be great. But I'm just not. I'm not there yet. I'd have to pick Demarius Thomas. I know. I, I'd rather. I own Emmanuel Sanders. I targeted him just because of the rapport he had with Case Keenum. I'd go with Demarius Thomas. Uh, they're gonna. That offense is just better than than both those other teams. And I'm going to stick with the high octane offense over. So Over you're going you're going to Mary's Thomas, aren't you worried, I guess, just how Case Keenum's played so far? Yeah, he's going to look great. He's gotten worse every week. You know, week right. one was actually pretty well, and then second week not very good, and then last week was absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> but it, it can only get better, right? It can't get worse. I think he had five points in our league. Um, I just don't trust Mariota. What, they got Blaine Gabbert throwing the other day? I think yeah, they, right? they used a punter week one. He had, a, <laughs> he had an 80-yard touchdown or something ridiculous. It was safety, the yeah. VR. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm playing, yeah. Against, I'm playing against their safety in an IDP, Kevin Byard, and I see 75-yard touchdown pass. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what in the hell is going on? A safety just threw a 75-yard touchdown pass? I was pretty furious yeah, why wasn't he imagine. in the competition in training camp you know I, right play quarterback yeah like that hecker guy Got the it. punter for the rams who can really chuck it um well i'm i'm not with you there to be honest with you i i have some serious doubts about demarius thomas right now and i almost wonder if he's just kind of lost a step um what was it that one game i think he had five catches for 18 yards uh, and look, I mean, some of that might be from Keenum and you might be right that he might, I think he's going to get better too. The more he settles into that offense and he gets more comfortable as the season goes along. Um, I don't think last year in Minnesota was a complete fluke. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, a long-term franchise quarterback necessarily, but he should be a little bit better. Pat, how do you feel about those three receivers I listed there? Davis Baldwin, uh Thomas. I would take Doug Baldwin pretty much going like going away. I think he's the safest guy, and like I said, I would like him coming out of this injury. Like this injury, I think he'll be okay, and I think he's the most talented out of these guys right now. I really like Corey Davis's talent, but just with how Mariota's been, I never cared for Mariota, and I mean Blaine Gabbard's absolutely terrible. I saw a stat that Corey Davis has caused uh, four missed tackles, and he's had 89 yards after the catch so far this year, which is pretty good considering how like few times he's actually caught the ball. So once he gets the ball in his hands, he's pretty dynamic. It's just, can there be somebody in there to get the ball in his hands? Right. The problem isn't I, him. It's who's throwing it to him. Yeah. If he had a good what quarterback to get him the ball, I would be very comfortable with him. But um, I, you know, I don't feel that bad about Demarius Thomas. I still like his ability. And, but again, like you said, uh, uh, Keenum really scares me there. So I think I would have to go Doug Baldwin. Okay, so that. sounds like you part. you two both agree that Corey Davis has all the talent. Uh, it's just a matter of can they get that passing game right and who's ever throwing him the ball, mm -hmm. can they get it to him enough? Uh, and, you know, efficiently, obviously, that's a big thing. Um, so, so, yeah, that's something to keep in mind. I still wouldn't mind having Corey Davis on my roster personally. It's just I've got him in a lot of places. I and just I'm want to see it. Very happy with him right now. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Okay, um, so Doug Baldwin is by low for Pat. Demarius Thomas for Haas. Let's um, let's move on, guys, and let's talk about league news and notes. 
No, actually, you know what? Let's do a um, uh, let me let me recap what the uh, breakdown of that that poll was. That Twitter poll: sixty-seven percent Doug Baldwin, twenty-two percent Corey Davis, eleven percent Demarius Thomas. Um, we didn't get quite as many votes on that one as the uh, the running back list. Um, let's look. Let's do a waiver wire recap, Haas. I had a chance to talk with Pat a little bit about this, but did you have any guys that you were targeting this week and you were able to get, or guys maybe you put a claim in for that you weren't able to get? Well, in the 10-man league, I actually had, I drafted Evan Ingram and Jordan Reed, and Ingram went out with the uh, MCL, and Jordan Reed's got a bye next week, so I really uh, had to target the tight end there, as well as the quarterback, who I lost Jimmy G's. So that team's just completely falling apart <laughs> in, in one week. So, um, no, Vance McDonald was a guy I really wanted to target. Uh, wasn't able to get him. Uh, settled for Jared Cook after waivers cleared. Um, Ridley was another guy that um, wasn't drafted. Uh, he was drafted in both my 12-man leagues, but not the 10-man league. But mm-hmm. he was scooped up uh, first or second waiver. Um, but that's, again, like I like my wide receivers in my 10-man league. It's hard to to add. I mean, you always want to add talent, you know, and, and make competition just like a real football team. But the the fact of letting somebody go, um, you just can't play. I couldn't pull the trigger on it for a, a position that I already have um, that I like pretty well with depth. Yeah. Um, could be a tough spot for Jared Cook this week, potentially. Brown's allowing the third least amount of fantasy points per game to tight ends. Uh, Historically speaking, six to they the are terrible. Is that right? Okay, you would know. They they have been terrible the last couple of years. Now I, I I know this year. I yeah, they're what twenty ninth. I think. Yeah, with, they've allowed uh, tight end points. They the, three three for sixty yards in week one to the Steelers. Four for twenty four to the Saints in week two, and three for thirteen to the Jets. But the Jets don't have a tight end. Um, right, Chris Herndon. But yeah, whatever. Uh, Benjamin Watson's 38 years old or something like that uh, for the Saints. And the Steelers are always kind of hit or miss with tight ends, so who knows. But, yeah, I, that's probably the way I would have went, too. If I couldn't get McDonald, I would have probably went Jared Cook. So, yeah, agreed. Um, Pat, what about you? Guys you were aiming for that you got and maybe a guy or two that you really wanted that you didn't get? You know, there are – I feel like I was looking at my benches last night and I was, I couldn't figure out who I wanted to drop for a lot of these people. You know, I really liked Calvin Ridley, but in a lot of the places he was available, I just couldn't find a spot on my bench for him just because I already had a lot of good talent filling out. So in a lot of these places, I didn't end up getting Calvin Ridley that he was actually available. And um, in my big league with uh, you know, our league of record, I got, I picked up uh, Duke Johnson off waivers who I was pretty pumped to get just because I think he'll be uh he'll be solid going forward I still think he's a very talented player and hopefully with uh, Baker Mayfield in there he can get some more passes um I also picked up the uh the Chargers defense in a league where it's a uh I usually don't like using a waiver claim on defenses but it's a like a it, the waiver resets every week so there's really no reason not to reuse your waiver because it's based on standings. So I just threw it to claim for the Chargers defense because they got a really, really nice schedule coming up here, and uh, I ended up getting them. Yep, I wanted to mention that. But first, oh, can you uh, tell me? I also me... got, Car- got Carryon Johnson in two leagues, surprisingly. He was out there in a couple leagues I saw, and I was really oh, nice. pumped, and I got him 
off the waiver. And That's awesome. Him and, release. you know, the other one is Chris Godwin. I don't understand. I saw him available in a league, and yeah. he's another one who should not be available. If Chris Godwin's available in your league, unless maybe it's a 10-man and you're absolutely stacked, um, or if you're like Dwayne and you play in the only eight-man league in the entire world, uh, then maybe you shouldn't have Chris Godwin on your team. But those are like the only <laughs> two scenarios. Um, uh, but no, let's talk about the Chargers defense super quick. And then, Pat, I want to ask you a question about a running back question. The Chargers defense coming up, if they're available on waivers, if you see them out there, I would recommend going to get them. Now, I know is not going to be back for a little while. They, they are a little bit banged up. Um, but they get the 49ers at home this week, then they get the the Raiders at home, then they go to the Browns, then home against the Titans, then at Seattle, and then home against the Raiders. So there's six games. Haas would maybe disagree with us. Uh, that could be a tough matchup at Browns Cleveland, right? Could but be a, could be a, could be one. To that's watch honestly, out for, honestly, that might be the worst matchup for the Chargers defense in those six games. Um, Raiders twice. Titans, they've been up and down. Titans is not looking good. Seahawks not looking good. Their offensive line, and then the Niners. So Chargers is a pretty nice. Uh, I mean, the Niners streaming great, defense. great, great one now with CJ Beth mm-hmm. Bethard there. Well, so, in our yeah. in our combo league, we were able to get the Chargers D, and we have Andrew Luck not feeling great about he, how he's played so far. So we went out and got Philip Rivers, who is available. Love so that, feel, feeling really good. Matchup here feeling really good about that i wanted to ask you though you dropped Tariq cohen for duke johnson in our 14 team league i saw yep and kind of sad because i had uh rex burkhead as well who got put on the ir today so i could have kept him but ended up picking okay. up uh callaway which now i got two browns on my team but can you talk I about see, I see the day there but can you, know, you talk like about those guys yeah can you talk about just your your thought process behind dropping cohen for johnson I still, you know, I still love Tariq Cohen as a player, and I think he'll get involved at some point with that offense. Every time I've seen him with the ball, he looks electric, and he looks amazing. You know who he looks like? The next Duke Johnson. <laughs> so I, I can't fault Duke Johnson. He's an amazing player. He's been one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league, if not the best pass-catching running back in the league. He's, I, I watch this guy, and he just, he does things I can't believe, and you know. I like having him on my squad. Just it's it's a matter of can the Browns find a way to get him the ball. I mean, I, Carlos Hyde has looked good in in the uh, in the running game, and I love I would love to have him on my teams, and I do have him with a couple teams. But they need to get him out on some passing downs and get uh, Duke Johnson in there because there's not quite a guy like Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haas, what do you know? Do you know anything about Duke Johnson? I mean, like moving forward, have you heard any like team stuff like? We want to see him get the ball more, right? Yeah, no, he's one of those guys that in my 10-man league, I I mean, stat-wise, I could drop him. But he's a guy, and I'm not a huge Brown, like, I have to keep Browns player, you know, I'm just not that guy. Um, but his stats say, you know, he's droppable. But I know what he can do, and I've been clamoring for weeks that he, he, we got to game plan him the ball more. You have to get him open in space. You gotta, you gotta scheme him the ball. I think Tyrod Taylor is. I don't think he can throw a screen pass. Honestly, I don't think it's in his repertoire <laughs> whatsoever. Um, the biggest problem I have with them not scheming him the ball is they just gave him an extension this off season. So I mean, either if you're not yeah, if you're not really. going to scheme him the ball, why why pay him? Why have him come? Why give him this extension right. if you're not going to scheme him the ball? So yeah. I mean, I still have high hopes, especially with Baker in there. I I, I don't blame you pat for picking him up i i i'm on the opposite end i can't drop him i can't pull the yeah. trigger on dropping yeah. him 
This and, huge... You know, you know how much you, I know you, you're a big fan of him too, Swan. You had him last year and he was a vital part of your team's success. With yeah. So there was looking. So, well, yeah, really <laughs> RB 11 in PPR last year, 36 total touches combined for Tariq Cohen and Duke Johnson through three games. Yeah. Uh, 20, 21 touches for Tariq Cohen, 15 for Duke Johnson and Haas. I can see you now. Really? I just saw yes. you come up when you're talking. You, the last hey. time you talked, we've been trying to figure this out since we before we started recording tonight, and now I can see your beautiful face. Camera's on. Put and it on it makes, YouTube. It makes my night. <laughs> I like your head. What do you have on your head? It's a Baker headband. Oh, okay. You're you're <laughs> buying in completely. Oh, I'm I'm bought in. <laughs> I'm locked and loaded. Did you? How was practice? Did you go to practice today? Did you take some yeah, reps with the first team, or what was the... Yeah, I was third-string tight end, you know, trying to catch the balls from Baker, and then he signed my, my shirt afterwards, and we went out to dinner, and, yeah, we're hanging out later. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Let's <laughs> let's let's keep it moving here. Um, yeah, I already mentioned, I guess I'll kind of recap my waiver wire this week. Not a whole lot. Um, I talked about some guys last night that, you know, were kind of the top of the priority, Tyler Boyd. Calvin Ridley, who Haas talked about, um, the Chargers D, which again is a good one. We were fortunate to get Phillip Rivers, assuming he's probably not available in most leagues. Yeah, um, that's picked not up. Happening. Yeah, I think I picked up Matt Ryan in a league too. Um, actually, in our in our NFL.com league, Pat. Um, oh, yeah. Picked up Matt Ryan. I'm going to start him over Andrew Luck this week against the Bengals at home. Uh, just yeah, it just hasn't been great so far with Andrew Luck. So I'd like to see. Um, a little bit more consistency out of the Colts' backfield. Okay, league news and notes. Big one here, Rex Burkhead, neck was placed on IR today. Um, kind of caught everybody by surprise. You know how the Patriots kind of just, you know, keep everything do in-house, things. do their own thing. Uh, well, I knew he was hurt after the game Sunday night at Detroit, but I didn't know the extent of it. Um, so yeah, A neck injury never sounds good, but, you know, well, there was no inkling that he might. I mean, I remember listening to other pods that I liked uh, throughout this early week, and they're just, you know, saying, oh, we'll have to see if he practices, and then all of a sudden, bam, he's on IR. Yeah, so I guess at this point, uh, going to miss at least eight weeks. Which Patriots running back rest of the season do we like better, White or Michelle? Oh, I love Michelle. I've loved this guy's talent since he came out. I think he can do a lot in this Patriots offense if it gets going. And now that, and now that the guy I thought would be the goal line back, Burkhead, isn't there anymore— he could eat up some some uh, you know goal line snaps, and he could his value really should skyrocket. I've actually saw him out out there on a couple waiver wires, so grab that man if you see him out there. Uh, I was surprised how much early down work he got against the Lions on Sunday night. They seemed to just hand him the ball more than anybody else. Uh, James White came in late, had a couple like fifteen. I don't know if you guys saw the end of the game where literally. James White had like three carries for 45 yards on draw plays where nobody touched him until 15 yards down the field. Um, so if you had James White, it was a nice little buffer at the end of the game. Oss, how do you feel? Same way, Michelle over White? I would take Michelle over White, but I got no qualms with, with settling for James White. Um, they're both owned in both my 12-man leagues, so uh, that dream's over. I actually faced James White uh, when he went for the – 45 yards and then got a touchdown there in pretty much garbage time. So that was great. Um, but yeah, no, I'm pretty much addicted and all in on the pass catching backs, but yeah, I, I, uh, you always want the, 
the goal line guy and he's first round pick, you know, he's going to get featured. Um, but yeah, I got, like I said, I got no qualms with, with settling for James White. No, I think they're both going to be very valuable people, right. people to have on your team. Okay. So two, two, uh, you know, viable options there in the Patriots backfield moving forward with Burkhead out. Marcus Mariota, he will start this week versus the Eagles with that uh, pinched nerve is in, in his elbow, Mike Variable says. So um, take it for what it's worth. I, you know, still wouldn't start Mariota. We're still not excited about Corey Davis yet. Joey Bosa with that foot, he just got the cast off this week. He's expected to be sidelined until week nine. Pat, are you picking Joey Bosa up immediately when he comes back in IDP? It's oh a foot injury. Yeah. It's a foot injury. I mean, are you worried at all, long term? If you have somebody like Khalil Mack or or Cameron Jordan, one of these top guys, I might not pick him up. But if you guys, if you have somebody you've been struggling, there'll be somebody on in the in your league that will that it was, should pick up Joey Bosa, and almost probably half the team should. I mean, we all we also got to say that the the IDP we're talking about is a one defensive lineman, one linebacker, one safety or corner, because there's a lot of leagues out there that will do more than that, and I've been pushing for our league to do that as well. But uh, nobody wants to go along with me on that one. So, But uh, Joey Bose is a guy that should be owned in your leagues. I still am holding on to him just because he's so dynamic, and when he's out there can be that J.J. Watt type of number one defensive. Uh, so you're, keep, you're keeping just two offensive bench spots right now? Oh no, I have him on my. We have an IR spot in our in our. Oh, league, that's right. right. I have him on that's the IR right. spot. Yep. Now, if I have now, if one of my players, like say I have Alvin Kamara, say he goes hits the IR, or even a guy like Cooper Cup hits the IR, I'm going to drop. I'm going to have to drop Joey Bosa. But right now, I'm going to have him on there and keep him on. So he's just a really talented player. Okay, Rams placed to keep Talib on IR as well, so he's going to be sidelined at least uh, eight games. It looked like he was only going to be four games with that. Um, you know, high ankle, whatever was going on there, but it's going to be, uh, he had to have surgery, so he's going to miss quite a bit of time. Joe Mixon did not practice Wednesday. They said there was a, maybe an outside chance that Mixon could play on Sunday. I, what do you guys think? Mixon play Sunday? No, probably no. not. No, no. Okay. Devonte Freeman. We think he's going to play on Sunday. He didn't practice again today. And I think he's going to miss another week. I'm going to say no. I hope not. I got Tevin Coleman going. Yep, same. Tevin Coleman's really nice to have. I told you you'd like him, Swan. Yeah. Everybody always questioned me, why do you like having Tevin Coleman? And these are exactly the reasons why. And even when when Devonta Freeman's, you know, in there, he still gets about 50% of the snaps. So he's just a great man to have. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Lewis, very optimistic on A.J. Green's, you know, they're calling it a pelvis groin injury. I guess it was something that he, like, hurt. That's what it said. Uh, That's what Roto World said. Uh, something that he hurt in college, but sounds like he's going to be good for week four. Pete Carroll said he's confident Doug Baldwin will suit up this weekend. Uh, what about that one, guys? Are we buying that Doug Baldwin's going to be on the field Sunday? I, huh. Pete Carroll's a hard guy to believe. I'm just going to say I believe it. It's been long enough. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I don't believe anything Pete Carroll says personally. No. This man doesn't. And you kind of can't. No, I'm going to just go based everything. on my intuition. Safe to drop Tyler Lockett and Brandon Marshall at this point? Once they, I mean, Lockett's been getting touchdowns every week. I don't, I mean, we could I hold him. Keep it up, but I think I would, I would hold on to Lockett for sure. Even once Doug Baldwin comes back maybe for a week and see how it gets used. When the week that Doug Baldwin went out, he still played up in 90% of the snaps. So, um, mm-hmm. I think Marshall's a clear cut drop. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Yep, agreed. Marlon Mack returned to practice Wednesday. Is he going to play Sunday? I'm going to go yes. Kind of a 50-50? Yeah? I, I think would it's say 50-50. yes, but I'm not starting him. Me either. I want to see it right. first. No, I wouldn't start him either. The right. running game's been really bad. Uh, and Wilkins hasn't looked bad. What about Matt Breida guy? I feel like this guy's this is another a 50-50 coin flip. Do we think he's going to play? He didn't practice today. I'm going to say no. That knee injury looked a little more too gruesome to be getting through. I was just going to ask, did you guys actually see that injury? Because I thought it was a torn ACL Me right too. from the get-go. I, and then he returned to the game, and I'm what? I, <laughs> He's bionic, you know? Uh, looked worse like than a Jimmy Marshawn G's Lin- injury. It's like a LaShawn McCoy type injury. And LaShawn McCoy always has those injuries every once a season where it's like, oh, no, his entire knee just twisted. <laughs> right. And then two, two players later, he's like, all right, I'm back in. <laughs> or, yeah. Or like Demaryius Thomas. I feel like he crawls to the sideline uh, <laughs> you know, every other game. And then he gets back up and he's in the game. I don't understand. See, I it. feel like Lashawn McCoy is like is like Wolverine, and and uh, Demarius Thomas is just a baby. <laughs> okay, hey, that's my buy low guy. Come on, man. <laughs> I seriously turned on the game week two, and Demarius Thomas was on all fours, crawling to the sideline. And I'm like, I had him last year, and I saw the same exact thing. And like, they they gave him a pass and fire and said, "Get back in the game." It was unbelievable. That's miles and miles of heart. You know, I want yeah. heart on my fantasy team. That's all right. All right, yeah. fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was about screamed out, oh, no, whenever I saw Breida do that because I thought he was like you – get, you, you got a lot of ownership big, in him too. Well, just one league, but it was it was a huge pickup. It was a huge pickup um, yeah. thinking, you know, he was going to kind of come on as a really strong RB2. Still could even with, um, you know, Jimmy G going out, uh, Bethard coming in. I still think they could throw to him a lot. Well, I uh, heard a stat that Bethard was the, the guy who checked it down the most and like had the highest percentage of checkdowns of the running back last year. In six in games, league. in six games last year, he targeted he targeted Carlos Hyde fifty times. Yeah, so he uh, if Breed is good, he could get a lot of pa- work in the passing game. He just if anything, just rack up a lot of catches. So, are you guys starting Lashawn McCoy at Green Bay this weekend? Looks like he's going to be back. I would start only in a pinch. Mm-hmm. I am in a 10-man league, so it's a little bit different. Um, but, yeah, if I had to start on my wood, uh, but if I had other options that I felt more com- or just as equally comfortable with, I'd be starting them. Starting them over Derrick Henry? <laughs> yeah. That's not Absolutely. equal. <laughs> That's what not about, equal. What about Sorry. Uh, Alex Collins? Uh, I'm probably starting Shady. I think I'm going Collins. I like the track record at Pittsburgh. Okay, Eric Ebron, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Colts are beat up at the tight end position right now. Um, they're going to need him to go because I don't think that Jack Doyle is going to play this Sunday again. You got swoop. swoop. All right, Thursday night preview. Vikings at the Rams, Thursday, 8-20. Cousins versus Goff. Which one of these guys is going to have a better night? Do we start either of them in fantasy, one or the other, both, neither? Uh, I would I would go with cousins. I think I think the that uh that uh that Rams defense is pretty beat up, and I think that Vikings defense is going to be pretty pissed off from how they played the last the last week. I think they'll come out with a fire in their eyes and and do pretty well against Goff and uh, hold them down a little bit. Everson Griffin's in a mental hospital. Yes, yeah, I heard about not, going all Goff. Not good. Well, what about Marcus Peters and? To leave their top two corners are out though. Does that change things for Cousins? 
Possibly. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It changes things a little bit. They still, they still that Let big me ask guy in the middle, this. Aaron Donald. Let me ask you this: Would you start Andy Dalton at Atlanta over Goff or Cousins this week? No, no, I wouldn't. Okay. How about Fitz Magic against the Bears? <laughs> I, I think the magic ran out until the second half. Maybe <laughs> he's going to start going again. He's going to start he again. Should start. Well, they're at he Chicago. What, are they going to bring Jameis in? I maybe. Jameis, you can't put magic in Jameis's name. So that is a good point. I think that magic? is a very good reason not to start Jameis. He, he stole crab legs. I mean, that was, he is. But he, I mean he's a he's a he's a. They don't pirate. have any of those in Chicago. He's a buccaneer. Uh, he, that's what they do. They steal. It's true. Okay. He's really blending with the fan. fan Playing the booty. He's claimed the booty. Okay. Okay. Uh, Goff for Haas. Cousins for Pat. I'll. This Rams offense is too good right now. I'm going to go Goff as the better quarterback in this play. But I'm starting Cousins. I was going to drop him for, um, Matt, for Andy Dalton maybe. But I agree, Pat. I think I think the Vikings are going to bounce back in this game a little bit. They're probably ticked off. Hopefully, you know Zimmer can get those guys fired up this week and play a little bit better, even if it's on a short week. So I think both these guys are, I think they're both okay starts. Um, All right. What about the running game for the Vikings guys? I mean, can we start like, let's say Dalvin cook sits with that hamstring injury. Can you start um, Latavius Murray against that Rams defense? I think you can. I mean, they've got a pretty stout up front. They're pretty stout up front with their my boy, Aaron Donald, the best player in the league. But uh, I still think he's a startable asset. If, you know, it, I, there's not going to be too many guys you got that are going to be better than him. I mean, I mean, I think there'll be, it'll be plenty. I think he's a good flex play. Is what I should say. Haas, Dion Lewis versus the Eagles, Sony Michelle against the Dolphins, Alex Collins at Pittsburgh. Would you start Latavius Murray if he gets the start over any of those three guys? No, I wouldn't. I'd start all those guys over Latavius Murray. I would start Murray over Lewis, but that's it. Uh, that's fair. I think that I would, uh, I would definitely start Sony Michelle and Collins over him. Deion Lewis, right on the fence there. Looking at the Rams' defense, guys, they've been kind of middle of the road versus the run. Maybe a little bit better than uh, middle of the road, um, but they've actually allowed the fifth most targets to running backs this year. Um, and the fifth most receptions, 29 targets, 24 receptions. Now, a little bit jaded because 15 of those came in week one versus the Raiders. Um, excuse me, whenever Jalen Richard kind of went off that night, I yeah. think he had a ton of catches. Um, yeah. But but so they're, they're kind of middle of the road. So if you're somebody that has Latavius Murray and you're, you have Dalvin Cook, you, you're the, the own, well, you're probably the owner of Dalvin Cook and you have Latavius Murray on your bench. Um, or you just picked up Latavius Murray last week to start over any of the Packers running backs or whatever the case, you held on to Latavius Murray. Um, I think you can find better options this week. And if Cook plays, guys, like if Dalvin Cook plays, are you confident throwing him in there with that hamstring injury on a short week? I am. I would, if he's playing, I'm playing. You just start your studs, man. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I'm right. with him. Yeah, I'd start Dalvin Cook all day. Okay, so find somebody else for Latavius Murray if he's in there. Start Dalvin Cook if he's ready to go. Let's talk about the receivers in this game, and it's been a bit of a revolving door for the Rams receivers. Robert Woods, 29 targets. Brandon Cook's 25 targets. 
Cooper Cup 21 targets. So it's been very even. Now, Woods has led or tied the team lead for targets each week. Um, Pat, I'll start with you then, Haas. Rank these three guys in PPR and non-PPR rest of season. Um, so the way I would go for these guys, I think Cook is clear, clear cut number one guy I'd rather have. I think just think he's the most talented. Then I would go with Cooper Cup as my number two. He's that end zone big guy. He's going to be a reliable option in the middle, and then Woods would be my, my last guy. But Woods and Cook, Cup are a lot closer than Cup and Cooks. You know, Cooks is a top 20, top 15 wide receiver to me, and then Cup and Woods are a little bit different. So you're kind, of, you're kind of ignoring those numbers I just read, essentially. Yeah. Moving forward. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Cooks, Cup, Woods, Haas, how about you? I go Woods, uh, Cook, and then uh, then Cup. I like Cup a lot, and they get kind of creative with him. Uh, they do some end arounds and, and whatnot to get him some touches. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Robert Woods quite a bit, and I'm over the Brandon Cooks bandwagon ever since he left the Patriots. Not that I'm a huge Patriots fan or anything, but I was really high on him when he went there, and he kind of burned me. So I do hold grudges. But I still get the number two spot. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's fair. I, I think I would actually go the same. I think I'm going Woods, Cooks, Cup for me too. Um, how about this game, though? Do you guys still like both Vikings wide receivers better than the Rams? Let's talk. actually talk season long first. Um, Thielen, Diggs, are they both better than all three Rams receivers the rest of the season? Yeah, I, would, I, I still think that – I think it's pretty close between Diggs, Thielen, and Cooks. But um, – I think I'd still go – I hate to put Thielen over Diggs, but he's looked a lot better these first couple weeks. So I think I'm going to go Thielen, Diggs, Cooks, Cup, Woods. How about in this game? How about just for Thursday night? Just for Thursday night? I think I'd keep it the same. Sorry, what was it again? Cook. Thielen, Diggs, Thielen. Cooks, Cup, Woods. Hoss? Yeah, um, with Pat slightly, unfortunately. Um, really like Diggs. I got him in a couple leagues and uh, didn't get Thielen in any. But Thielen has looked um, just much better. Uh, even in last week's blowout game, Thielen ended up managing a pretty good game where Diggs didn't do anything. Um, but this this week, I'd go Thielen, Diggs, Woods, Cooks, then Cup. And um, season-long probably the same way. Okay. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with 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 having Cup for the rest of the year. Now he's the he's the lowest ranked one I have. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's uh. I, that's probably about how would I I would have it too. Thielen and Diggs number one. Uh. And then and then Woods just like what I've seen target wise so far. They've you know, um, Goff and him have seemed to have a really good connection that's carried over from last year. I mean he has a good connection with all three of those receivers I think and I think he showed that with Cook so far too. So. All good options at the wide receiver position this week. You're probably starting all those guys in your leagues. Um, I, this interest, this kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, it's not a very talked about thing is the Rams tight ends. Because when you look at the names Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett, you probably don't think fantasy relevant. But Tyler Higby was a fourth round pick in 2016. And Gerald Everett was a second round pick last year. Those two guys have combined just for just eight targets. And I don't know if you guys had heard anything in the offseason. I kind of heard some chatter that they were going to try to get these guys involved more. Um, I guess it's just a pro- byproduct of there's too many other targets to go around, right? 
Yeah, I would assume so. I um, mean, eight targets. I mean, you, and you take Everett in the the second round, you know, and I, all I hear is that dude can fly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got to be because of Woods, Cooks, and Cup, which happened. and then Gurley. It's yeah, and then you got Gurley. He's got to get his touches. Um, and Goff, the Goff is he can he can sling it. So I mean, that's an offense you know I, you want to be a part of, but uh, apparently not the tight ends, and they, they don't want to scheme it to him. Yeah, which is which, which is good though because it gives these all these wide receivers the ability to true uh, to be good. I mean, I've been happy. I I have Cup, who is you guys' lowest rating. I've been happy with him every week. He hasn't scored less than ten points yet. So mm-hmm. to be fair, yeah. I said I'd have no problem owning him. Exactly. No, I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I would I would love to ha- own any of these guys just because they're they're used a lot. And right, maybe that's because you know Gurley hasn't got as many receptions and and the tight ends aren't used at all. Any and they're all playing. They're all playing. I, I, I keep a lot of the, the the snap counts, and they're all playing above ninety percent of the snaps. So all three you know, receivers. Guys are in there. All three of them. Yeah. So okay, so weird split there. A lot of receiver use. Same thing we saw last year in L.A. And the tight ends just aren't involved at all. So you can uh, pretty much we weren't you know they weren't on the radar right now anyway. But you can continue to kind of ignore that situation even in a really good offense. Any interest in Kyle Rudolph in this game, guys? Um, you know, he's averaged seven targets per game over the last two games. He's caught two touchdowns already in three games. We know how bad the tight end situation is right now with Evan Ingram, Delaney Walker, Greg Olson all down. Um, you know, after week one versus the Raiders, the Rams have allowed, you know, just eight total receptions for 68 yards in the last two games. So maybe they've shared some things up against tight ends, but it hasn't been great competition either after Jared Cook kind of roasted them. So, uh, Haas, or, you know, I guess in maybe a daily play or, you know, I mean, you're probably starting Kyle Rudolph in your, you know, regular league, not a guy that I was very high on going into the season, but any interest in Kyle Rudolph in this game? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I have interest. Uh, I've always thought he's a, he's a touchdown target. You know, he's a big body. Um, it's, it's always the, the season long week to week, you know, he just disappears, for uh portions and it's 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 frustrating but uh i think he's a must play um especially if he's on your roster you know yeah uh who has who's a better play this week eric ebron if jack doyle doesn't play at home or kyle rudolph i'm I'm going kyle rudolph all day i'd go kyle rudolph ebron I honestly think that Ebron might be better off when Doyle's in there just because he doesn't have to play that tight end role and they can split him out a lot more. He looked, he didn't look very good last week. I, I tried, I played him in a league and was pr- trying to watch him pretty intently. And he just, he, he dropped a lot of balls. He didn't look good in the middle of the field and just was not playing. Very well. mm-hmm. So I think I'd go Rudolph. Yeah. But again, you're not going to be able to get away from Rudolph until you drafted him. So unless mm-hmm. you play in Dwayne's eight man league. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. All right, guys, anything else to add from this game that I missed? Anything else we wanted to talk about from the Thursday night game? I think we're good. We're good? I think, I think I'm just going to say Cooper Cup is going to lead, lead all the wide receivers in points. Oh, is that your hot take, Pat? That's my hot take. Oh, snap. Okay, that's the last hot take you get this year because that was about oh. the worst hot take. No, I'm just kidding. I'll see you, I'll see I'm you on kidding. Friday. It could go either way with all those three guys. So, all right. Well, we're going to do a AFC home game uh, preview. I'm thinking tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, hopefully. So um, enjoy the Thursday night football game, everybody. Going to be a good one this week. Rams 
and the Vikings. Hopefully the Vikings bounce back after that dud they laid against the Bills. But it should be a really good one, so enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next time on Pat the Stats for Haas and Pat. Signing off as your host, James Swanson. See you later. Bye-bye.